Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and welcome to Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Good to see you again, Mark. Same, likewise. How are you? Pretty good, you know, keeping busy. You know, I, I feel like I say that every week. Yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> We've, uh, and I feel like I do too. So maybe, because it, it is, it is, it's, it's busy and there's lots going on, so. Yeah. No, it, and it's, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's, I keep busy with, with work stuff, with lots of the, the voice lunch stuff. Uh, I have office hours every week, which is great. People show up there and, and ask all sorts of questions. Um, and that's actually, it, it reminds me of a question that I got at a recent office hours that uh, at, a, at a recent voice lunch, we were talking about multimodal voice communication. And the, the question I got at voice lunch, and this was from JT, who often asks fantastic questions. Yes. So shout out to you, JT. Um, he asked, what do we mean when we talk about modalities and multimodalities? And is this a real term or did we just kind of make it up out of thin air or, you know, but, but what do we mean when we talk about modalities? And I thought it was a good question that, uh, that maybe we should share with the rest of the, the two voice devs audience. Yeah. So when I first came across the term multimodal, it was, it was when Alexa very first came out with their, um, their first Echo Show uh, smart display device. And they were talking about that you would have voice and you would have display. And it was a voice first with augmented with display and they called it multimodal. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, and to I'm, me, in, in the voice world, it's, it has always seemed to be like when you're talking about smart displays, then it's talking about multimodal. Yep. How about you? I, well, I look, I remember back when actually when uh, the assistant first launched, it indicated what possible modalities there were because you could interact with the assistant using a keyboard on a mobile device, mm -hmm. or it could be via your voice with audio. So it initially had this notion of how did the input come in? And then eventually also, since output would also, could also go to a mobile device, where is the, what, what possible output options did you have? Did you just have a speaker, just have audio, mm -hmm. or did you also have a screen? Um, and since then it's kind of expanded in a couple of different ways, but, those those concepts have maintained the same of you know modality basically meaning where is the input coming from how is the input coming in and or what options did you have of the input coming yeah. in and what options do you have for the output going out now now before we jump into a little bit more kind of the term that i had heard before that i had sort of associated with multimodal was like form factors, you talk about like, oh, this phone is this certain form factor. Um, like, you know, here's a here's a phone that's um, that's you know a certain size or that's got mm -hmm. a you know, a smart screen. You know, it was a smartphone versus a you know a a, a you know I can't remember what they they called them a before. Blackberry. Uh, yeah, you know, or BlackBerry, or like, or even like phones that didn't that were just that were just phones. I don't believe. <laughs> That's just kind of blows the, your the, mind. There the feature are phones. phones. Feature phones. Yeah, I think those. But, As opposed but, to smartphones. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Did what? What's your experience with with the term form factor? Does did that 
shadow your opinion of multimodal at all or that's that's a good point because form fact when i think about form factor it also included things like were you on a desktop versus a mo versus a laptop yeah i heard form factor being referred to there and some of that also carried connotations of what the screen size was and what the keyboard mm -hmm. limitations might be or might not be so, you know, did your keyboard have a numeric keypad on it or not? That was part of the form factor. Um, I think when we talk about modalities, we are more specifically focusing about the different, different kinds of media that we can be using. So I think it's a good question. I think, I think yeah. they're related. But I, I think it's a little bit more, when we talk about modalities, it's a little bit narrower. Yeah, so because like you know, I have all kinds of different you know options when it comes to smart speakers or things that are you know maybe maybe aren't necessarily a smart speaker. Like my my Flex isn't really uh, uh, a smart speaker. It's a it's like it's my nightlight that's got Alexa in it, um, and that's different versus like I've got lots of different size of uh, Echo show you know screen devices. Right. You There's know, the five and, and the eight and the 10 and the 15. And, right. You know. And, you know, when we start talking about things like um, a Fire TV stick or, yep. uh, you know, a Chromecast device, those are, maybe that would be more of a, a form factor than a modality. Yeah. But, you know, when we talk about a car, yep. is, that a or, yeah, yeah. Is, is that a different modality? I don't know. That's a good question. So um, yeah, no, it's it's, it's just uh, yeah, no, no, it's just, this term is a little <laughs> bit is a little bit fuzzy, right? It, it, it's you know, it, no wonder some people um, yeah are like are what's by it. yeah, it's it's confusing or just like can you talk about that a little bit more because um, in some in some ways I think I'm confused too, or because it's it, there hasn't been anything that I've seen specifically say this is you know uh, this is what modality is. But we also talk about like, so in some cases it's, uh, to me, it's like, well, what does the, you know, what, like you say, well, what's the input, what's the output? So, and that could indicate, cause I know that with, with um, Alexa presentation language, APL, you get information on this is the type of device and it's, it's a pixel and it, it, it supports touch. But like, if I'm using that same APL screen on the TV, then the thing that I'm using isn't touching the screen. It's it's this remote control that I can talk into or navigate uh, to select things. And so I still get things like highlights on the TV, but highlighting a specific control on, on you know, mm -hmm. a, a normal and, hub device doesn't, it doesn't make sense because I'm tapping the screen. Right. And when we're talking about, you know, things like Bixby capsules, we're, you know, yeah. we're talking about which template will get used yeah. Whether we're on, you know, a, a mobile device or a refrigerator or a speaker, you know, yeah. so. Or TV or yeah, whatever. So, right. So that kind of factors in in the same way. So I, I, I would say, broadly speaking, though, for our conversation, let's kind of look at modality in terms of the, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So it's not the, what is the screen size? What is the pixel density? Um, it's more broadly speaking what what kinds of big communication features do we have do we have voice input do we have voice output right do we have keyboard input do we have uh, visual output you know because those 
broadly speaking, kind of change the nature of how we will choose to communicate. Yeah, and so uh, and like uh, um, it could also be settings because I'm trying to think about like if you think about your different senses, right? You mm. can hear, you can see, you can touch. So far, we haven't had taste or, or smell. I, I, I don't want a <laughs> smellable assistant. No. That's... Yeah, or or yeah, tasteable assistant. Yeah, uh, you know, it's the old Bugs Bunny smell-o-vision replaces television. Yep. <laughs> Don't, don't want that. Oh, uh, yeah, I hope we don't go there. But it, but it is interesting because, you know, is it, and is it direct tactile touch or is it through a keyboard or through something else? Mm. And that's touch on the input. There's also, you know, haptics. So we're talking about touch on the output as well in yeah. some cases, which I don't think the assistants are really addressing right now. Yep. But that's certainly the kind of modality that we might talk about in the future. Yeah. And then, and it's interesting because even with with the you know touch and the and the voice on um, an Echo Show display, then there's also accessibility mode where you can then launch a skill with touch as opposed to having to say. Um, so then it's like, well, what? How how much of a skill experience um, should be expected if um, if you're in accessibility mode? Um, mm. So it's just interesting. Well, it's also an interesting case on uh, on the assistant on mobile. If you invoke the assistant via and, and talk to it via the talk to it via the keyboard, right? Then the assistant won't actually produce any audio because it assumes you're in a scenario where you can't speak. And so it turns or, into kind of more of a chat bot. So it experience. turns into a, right and. One of the important things is to be able to know or to figure out that you're in that mode because then you might respond differently. Yeah. You know, if, if I know that the user isn't talking to me, they're typing at me, I may choose to use different words. I may choose to not depend on, you know, audio cues yeah. because you're not going to hear them. Uh, I may choose to be more explicit in what I say because you're reading it as opposed to hearing. Uh, and similarly, when I'm dealing, you know, if I know I've got a screen device, I may choose to say something and to show you an abbreviated version because, yep. you know, if you're glancing at it, you'll glance at it differently or to show you a graphic image and describe that graphic image at the same time. Yeah. And even if you have a screen device, there could be you know situations where, um, you're close to the device. And so, um, and that's why it's important to have a solid uh, voice experience and not depend on just the display experience because just because you have a screen doesn't mean that you're looking at it or that you're you know, close to it. So there's, you know, there, there's a lot of design um, arguments about that yes. these days. So uh, I, 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 and I, I'll be honest, I fall into the same camp as you do. I, I feel like designing good visual experiences with voice means that you still need to have a really good audio experience, but there are people that are taking the opposite opinion that for a multimodal experience, uh, something like an audio input with a visual output has benefits in some cases and they make compelling arguments. Yeah. It really depends on like what, who your audience is and what the, what the experience is about. I, and I think that really does, you know, nail it is, and again, turn to your conversation designers yep. because they're, they're the ones that should be on top of this research. 
um, that it, it really depends on exactly what your objective is with your overall design. How would you think this scenario fits into our, this you know, topic that, uh, that we have about multimodality? What about if I'm starting experience and I'm moving from device to device in that same conversation? I might start um, with, I don't know, my Echo Show 15 um, family hub, whatever you want to call it, info, info center at home. I might be on, on my mobile phone. I might have a device in my car. And, you know, right, right now it's not really possible to carry that same conversation seamlessly from one point to the other. I'm not sure how seamless it is or isn't. I know on yeah. the Google side, for example, you, you certainly used to be able to say, redirect this conversation to the mobile device. So you used to be able to say that, I'm, and I'm honestly not sure if that feature is still there now that I think yeah. about it. Um, but I think it's important because there are certainly cases where you might be carrying on an audio only conversation and you wanna be able to do something like show that to me. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's also important to be able to, you know, if you're in your car and you've parked to say, let's carry this on inside. So yeah. you don't have to keep sitting in your car. <laughs> Yeah, and some of the you know, I guess um, features or how that's implemented now is uh, it can be seen in in this the conversation that I had recently with Eliza and Eliza. yeah and uh, and you know even with the Alexa like send a phone feature where like you're like hey I'm I'm on the voice experience but I want to transfer this over to my mobile phone and I want to continue on with there so um, or you know continue this. You know, maybe I'm talking about something and I want to do a reorder and I send it to my phone and maybe I want to change my order because um, it's easier to do it there and then send it off, but then get notifications back on my, my voice device or. Or be able to ask questions about the order later from your voice device. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think that's something that as we're developing, we need to keep in mind should be a feature and that means, you know, once again, this comes back to storing context and how do we store context and yeah. how do we make that context tieable to this person over between sessions? Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think the notion of moving between modalities to whatever is the most appropriate modality at a time is one that we've really only begun to address. I agree. Um, I, I, I think we can and should and will be doing that more and more. Yeah, I, I think we'll see that as, as different things happen. And it's going to get interesting because then what do you do in um, like multiple device world? Should you be able to start a conversation with your Alexa and transfer it over to your Google Assistant or Ooh. to whatever custom assistant you have at work or you know whatever it is? That's a really good question. And, and broadly speaking, I would say yes. Um, but also, you know, carry on the conversation with my assistant and be able to go to my desktop perhaps and, you know, supplement the information with whatever, you know, with, with through my browser yep. or through some other app. So, you know, being able to use whatever resource is most appropriate for the task at hand. And sometimes that will be the assistant and sometimes that will be an app, and sometimes that will be a web app, yep. uh, and sometimes that will be, you know, an IoT device. Um, you know, maybe it's my watch. 
Maybe yeah. it's, you know, my glasses. It, it will be whatever is the most appropriate thing for that task. Yeah. Custom-made gadget. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that can change from, yeah. you know, from moment to moment. And I think that's, that's really, as developers, the thing we need to start thinking about more is we don't need to be locked into a single modality anymore. We, we want to be able, you, we, users, the people yeah. using the stuff, want to be able to do what they want to do no matter what is available to them. Yeah, and, and we need to be able to dream of those possibilities and, the, and those connections. And uh, in some cases, keep pushing the boundaries to see yeah. you know, what we can do to... to that, I think that's where some of the, the um, uniqueness um, of voice plus whatever it is that we're doing is going to come out is when we start thinking about, I'm not just sitting in front of my smart speaker um, but like, right. what, what am I doing or what would I want to do or, um, or how would I want to stream this together with other experiences or how can I complete this just one step further than what, what you're able to do yep. currently? Yep. And, you know, I think that's what we as developers like doing are, are yeah. pushing those boundaries and saying, you know, well, what am I going to need to do that and, and starting to build those things? Yeah. And, you know, there, there are some tools that are already there. Um, but I think there's there's more that we need to build. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate JT for uh, for raising for, the questions. Yeah, for raising the question. Yeah, and 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 talking about it. And you know, our answer about this today might be you know um, different in 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 different ways. You know, in a year from now or two years from now, right? So we're just gonna yeah, keep seeing that, how things evolve. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope so. <laughs> I get, I get a little bit too anxious to have things uh, be available as a dev or things to change faster. I'm, in some cases, I'm like, oh, this is going so slow. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> so if you are like JT and you have questions, you know, you can reach out to us at uh, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, join my office hours or leave them in the comments below. Because um, we'd love to hear what, what your questions are and what your thoughts are on multimodality. Yeah. Uh, give us some examples like, hey, this is a great multimodal experience that I, you know, that I've come across or here's some ideas that I have. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll catch you on a further episode of Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. Have a good week, Mark. Yep. Take care. Thank you.